The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome swinger and amateur adult performer, Tony Bang. How are you doing, Tony Bang? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I ain't doing that much, man, trying to live my life to keep shining. That's it. Sounds good. I'm glad to have you on. I'm sure a lot of the listeners might have questions about the lifestyle that I look forward to you answering for them. So let's uh, let's take a deep dive uh, into the interview. But before we get too deep, I'd like to uh, get some stats out the way for some unique stats. So what's your height and weight? I'm six feet. I'm uh, 172. What's your ethnic background? Oh, uh, black and uh, Native American. What's your zodiac sign? Oh, Virgo. And how old are you? I'm 45. Let's get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? Right here, Washington, D.C. And what was life like for you growing up? Oh, man, um, I grew up in the projects, southeast uh, Washington, D.C. Um, raised by my mom, my grandmother, and a few uncles. Uh, my father was incarcerated most of my life. Um, yeah, man, I think they did a hell of a job. I had a few backgrounds in the street side of it. Uh, I've been in prison, federal. Uh, that's it, man, and I'm here. Always been in a lifestyle on and off throughout my life. Um, been doing content when it wasn't content. Um, yeah, that's it. In total, how long have you been in the lifestyle? Over 20-some years, I say. Okay. So how exactly did you get into the swinger lifestyle? Well, to be honest, my father always was in the lifestyle. So growing up, me and my brother actually come up in a household where we witnessed these parties and, you know, activities and, you know, him having multiple girlfriends and subs and, you know, I didn't know the terminology of these things back then when me and my brother would spend a weekend over there. But now that I do, as time went on, I, my late teens, and I realized what it was, and I spoke with him about it, and I always wondered why I always had a flirtatious um, demeanor with me in a certain, you know, all where I attracted these particular people. So um, my dad hit me on to the game, and I've been in and out of it ever since. I was married. Me and my wife was in it. We divorced now, and um, I never looked back. I just feel like I can never have a monogamous relationship if they're not open-minded as myself and willing to explore. I'm willing to deal with a vanilla situation if she's willing to try it. And if she ain't willing to try it, then I can't, I can't even give it a, 
a thought of giving a monogamous relationship with this particular individual. So yeah, man, I don't know if my mind fucked up <laughs> or do I have a beautiful mind? I let the viewers uh, decide that. Now let's talk about the term. Some people that are listening right now, they may have heard the term swinger before, but they don't necessarily, mm. or they might not necessarily understand the actual meaning mm. of that term, or they might also have some misconceptions about the meaning. So in your own words, in your terms, could you describe for me and for the listeners what a swinger is? Uh, let me put it in my words. Um, swinger, lifestyle, uh, they both go together. Some people take the wrong terminology of lifestyle. and Some people take the wrong terminology of swinging. Swing is more of a, of a mindset of openness, either with your partner or significant other, or just random people who have the same like-minded uh, notions that you have in life. Whereas um, it gives a partnership uh, comfortability of knowing that they can have lust and relations sexually with someone else without lying and being deceitful um, and keep your relationship tight where you can play together. Uh, you build relationships and, you know, with different folks, whereas in, uh, you can see them on a regular or it can be some random party, whereas we can have these sexual desires and have them fulfilled without deceiving your marriage or relationship. Let me put it that way. And uh, with that said, uh, some people get it twisted. They find a party online and they pop up at this particular party, which is a swingers party, and they go in thinking it's all about the sex. It's not. It's all about connecting with folks who are like-minded as yourself. Of course, sex will be involved, and it's a fantasy fulfiller at the same time to know that I have a significant other, I have a wife, but she allowed me my extracurriculum and sexual desires with no jealousy, but actually encouraging it. And we can still keep that bond of loyalty and uh, respect for one another because she know about it. And I do it with her, not without her. So it goes both ways for the, you know, and same for me goes for the women. Like a lot of people don't understand. A lot of these couples might get in it for their own particular needs. Sometimes the wife not, not, might, might not be with it. Sometimes the husband might not be with it. But they go along, they try to make the other individual happy. So with that said, I look at it as to make things work properly, it have to be a 50-50 thing. Like a lot of these men might be loving what they're receiving out of it, but actually not allowing the wife to receive the same thing. You know, he say I'm not jealous. You can't be jealous in the lifestyle, first and foremost. But jealousy is a natural thing. It'll always be there. But it's how you um, how you deal with it. So you have to be a 50-50 thing. And I say it like this. Whatever you want for yourself, you should want for your significant other. That's what makes it all good. 
It can't be a 70-30. It can't be a 60-40. It has to be 50-50. And you have to always check in with your spouse of what they like and what they don't like. You know, like it's it's it's, it's a definitely a process you want to go through to make it successful and stay in the, stay in your uh, your marriage or your relationship. But a lot of people get it twisted. They're having a lot of parties today, uh, posting their swingers, swinger lifestyle party. But it's not that. You get to the parties, younger folks uh, just looking to fuck, but not knowing the true terminology of it, don't know how to approach the situation, don't know how to approach a wife um, respectfully about it. They approach the wife without acknowledging the husband. So a lot of that is going on because you're getting infiltrated with non-lifestyles at these events. So, you know, it, it causes problems and make people don't want to come out no more. So people are selling with just doing small things at home or meeting their hotels with some of their good friends and things of that nature. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think a lot of people just need to be re-educated on some of this. That's what it is. Now, for the person that's listening that might have a follow-up question to what you just said. So if you are in the lifestyle, does it just mean that you're in an open relationship or is there an added layer to that, would you say? It's definitely an added layer. It's not really an open relationship. It's an open-mindedness when it comes to the lifestyle. Open relationships is open relationships, whereas you're in a monogamous relationship, but y'all are open to allow one another to date. But lifestyle, y'all are in it together where y'all, you know, um, get together with other open-minded folks who are in a lifestyle, where you actually build relationships with. So it's a difference. And it's the etiquette that comes along with it, you know, that keeps things respectful and keep things cordial. So that's what people forget about. Like, they don't have the etiquette of lifestyle. Not, I'm not going to say everybody, but, you know, a lot of new folks. The younger generation, they get with it, but at the same time, they don't want to learn the etiquette of it. Like, they come to these places and don't understand the etiquette of it, and they rub people wrong. You know, but I would love for them to get the proper etiquette about it, because it can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, so that's the difference between lifestyle and open relationships. You know, they don't go to parties, open relationships. They don't congregate with other open-minded folks. They live their life with living the vanilla side that has a openness to sexuality with someone that's not their partner. That is the difference between lifestyle and open relationships. You know, so it is a difference. I appreciate the clarification. Let's go back in time. Let's talk about your first experience in the lifestyle. What was that experience like for you? Oh, man. Well, uh, let me go back to when I was, I ain't going to say my first experience. Uh, let me go back to my first experience in a committed relationship. I think that one is more important because my first experience in lifestyle, I was just a bull. So I was just going in just, it was all about slinging the dick. And you would get to a point where you start feeling like a tool. 
you know. So, yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, I could talk about that. Let me go to that. So my first experience in lifestyle as a single man, because I went in as single and not as a couple, uh, I was, I believe, 19, telling them I was 21. Um, it was a party right here in um, Maryland, outside of D.C., uh, which was, I was invited through one of my father's old female friends. And, uh, oh, I used to play with her before my first party. So when she invited me, and um, I get there, and uh, all eyes was on me. As a black man in the lifestyle, of course, you're going to be desired by, you know, white couples and, you know, mixed couples and things of that nature. And I was young. Uh, I really didn't know too much what to expect. She told me a little. Um, I ended up in a party maybe not even 30 minutes, ended up in a room and didn't leave that room for maybe three, maybe three four hours. And it was like I was a female getting gangbanged. But it was the opposite. It was wife after wife. And it was good to me. I was young. So I'm thinking this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm having the ball, having the time of my life. And I didn't have to use none of these etiquette that I was speaking of because I was like a tool. I was dragged to the room and never made it out of there. And that went on for a minute till I learned the true meaning of what was going on. And I had to back up a little bit. And I had to start putting some boundaries there. I'm not a tool. And I had to learn the people. I had to start communicating and form relations and things of that nature. So I learned to start picking with who I play with instead of just getting pulled to a room and fucking whoever. Without no conversation, without no, uh, no vibes. It's all about my dick. But I learned as time went on, Okay, build some boundaries and figure this thing out properly. Because I got to a point where I had no feelings. And I didn't, I started not to like it. You know, some men love it. Like, hey, man, I'm fucking all day long. No, it's not even, you get over that shit real quick. And you start wanting to, you know, have some significance in what you're doing. You know, and I felt it better to communicate and pick what I want to play with. So it's definitely, uh, it can turn you around in the beginning when you first start and don't want to do it. Or you can like what you're doing and it can be the best thing ever in your life. You'd be surprised how many men first time coming in and don't come back. And you would think the opposite. You would think they would love what they're doing. But it can scare motherfuckers. Because you feel pressured to perform. So if you ain't got it in you, man, don't step in the arena, plain and simple. And you got to have that mindset. You can't, you know, some guys, man, fall in love. You know, some guys, man, uh, just can't do it. And some guys come in the arena and be that, be that bull that needs to be. So we go many ways, man. So, but it's definitely, like I said again, a beautiful thing. How often do you participate in the lifestyle? Is it something that you feel is something that you are involved in 24-7? You had mentioned that you had taken a break from it. So is it something that you 
participate in every day, would you say? Is it something that's sort of just in you, or is it something that, uh, you know, is that, that, that you focus on whenever, you know, there, there's, you know, like an actual event, a party, or, uh, you know, you get reached out? No, this is my lifestyle, man. I mean, this is 24-7 with me. Uh, I host parties. Uh, you know, um, I help promote other parties. Um, you know, my day-to-day life is lifestyle. You know, uh, I do have a few, uh, uh, you know, um, regulars that I play with, you know, couples that I meet, uh, single females that I see. Uh, my whole life consists of the lifestyle. I mean, I got my businesses and all that type of stuff and things that I do, but I live my life as a lifestyle, plain and simple. You know, that's another thing, man. You know, it, you can't you can't turn it on and off. You know, you you know, either you in or you out. I mean, just because you're a lifestyle doesn't mean you got to be at every party every night or every weekend, you know, but you don't turn it off. Like, you got to keep your mind and your head in the game and, you know, things that make, like, some people can get it confused and and look for more out of individuals that that's in the lifestyle and realize they can't get that. So, but if you keep your head in the game and realize what it is, man, it comes very easy. You know, but it's definitely 24-7 with me. I'm always, you know, on the phone with someone that's lifestyle or networking or with someone that's in the lifestyle or Someone is all in my bed, different woman every night, or different, you know, <laughs> or women, you know, that understand my livelihood, my livelihood, like, you know, and that's just what it is. It's 24 hours. I do take care of my personal business, but, yeah, I ain't looking for nothing. Vanilla, that's monogamous. If we're going to do something monogamous, got to be open-minded. I don't want to hurt you. But that's what's going to happen. Let's talk about the parties. What goes on at a swinger party for the listeners that may have never been to one? You know, what what could they expect? Well, it's definitely a social event that can turn into some extra, which is highly encouraged. But also, which is highly encouraged is you don't have to participate in nothing sexual. You can just come and enjoy yourself, avoid a little bit and watch what's going on when someone is playing and, you know, uh, but it's not about that, man. It's about, man, connecting with your open-minded folks again. You know, it's like a regular party, man. You're going to be some dancing, going to be some, you know, leisure time, be drinking and communicating, never know who you meet. Uh, it's some fascinating, you know, people in these, these events. Just because we lifestyle, it doesn't mean that we're not uh, good citizens and, and citizens that prosper and who are successful in uh, networking and helping one another. So it's like any other party you'll go to that have a little extra curriculum. You know, you get to, uh, you know, build relations, man, with uh, with our uh, different folks across the globe. You know, uh I mainly host interracial events uh, with all foreign uh, folks. When I say foreign, I mean even myself, black, we all foreign. We're not from this soil. 
that we stand on. So, you know, it's a mixture of everything and, and everyone. You know, I'm in Washington, D.C., so you got to understand the quality of folks that, that's going to be at these parties. Uh, some of them got high clearances that we try to respect and um, respect their identities and their wishes and their privacies and things of that nature. So it's also uh, you got to be ever mindful of uh, the things you do at these parties. Like, please put your phones away. Uh, of course, with you know, if you choose to take a photo, you make sure you do it somewhere where no one is in the background that don't want their photo taken. Make sure you get consent before you do anything, and I mean anything: touching a woman, touching a man, or taking a photo or taking a video. Always get consent, because a lot of men don't understand that they think it's free will when they come in these places. And just because this woman is half fucking naked doesn't give you the right to put your hands on her. So please get consent for anything you do. Yeah, but uh, it's definitely uh, it's a good environment, man. It's great vibes, man. Uh, some people think swinger parties, all they think is, oh, they just fucking everywhere. They doing this and doing it. Nah, man, it's not like that. It's not like that. If you choose not to do nothing, you don't have to do nothing. And you would not be pressured to do anything. You know, so then, you know, we do have private areas. If you choose to play, you don't want nobody watching you. And we got rooms where you want to be watched. You can go in this open, open room. And if you don't, you just want to hang out, mingle, dance, or whatever. We got those spaces too. So, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, people do need to know that it ain't just about fucking in no swingers party. Absolutely, yeah. I appreciate that you cleared that up because I'm sure a lot of people that you know have just heard of the lifestyle. They, as I mentioned earlier, they might have their own assumptions about what goes down. So I appreciate yeah. the breakdown into that. Some people literally, mm-hmm. some people literally, some people literally just like to watch and been in the lifestyle for many years and just come to watch and go home with that excitement and go fuck they man or go you know, <laughs> you know it builds them a. Uh, it built like, and then, let me say, let me tell you something else. The lifestyle saved a lot of marriages, man. You got to understand, man, like, at least 65% of marriages are sexless. And the people don't understand that. People go months without sexing their spouse. You know? And sometimes the man can't perform. So these are numerous different outlets that the lifestyle helps. You know what, you're kind of leading me into my next question, so let me just ask it so that you can continue on talking about that. Uh, I was going to ask you, in your opinion, what are some of the virtues of the lifestyle? So can you go into that a little bit deeper? You know, what are some of the benefits of the the lifestyle for people? Well, first, you need to, if things not working, just for the people that we're having trouble and they are in emergency, some people don't, don't even know they're having trouble in emergency. So for folks who have trouble in their marriages with the uh, intimacy, the intimacy side of it, uh, this is a great outlet for that. For you can actually find some common ground to stay in your marriage, but you both have to be in agreement. It might work only for one, which is great if you have those issues whereas one is not performing in those areas. Now, instead of you walking away from your marriage, you might want to have a conversation with your spouse and say, hey, how about we try, you know, tapping into the lifestyle, whereas instead of me 
meeting someone at a bar or wherever in the streets and having, you know, sexual relations with these individuals and not telling you. Well, actually, we can attend lifestyle events where actually we both involve, but I'm getting that need, that, that, that particular need taken care of with your acknowledgement and your approval. You understand what I'm saying? Where I'm not doing nothing deceitful to get that. Because it can lead women and men to go cheat if they're not getting that desire. So, but if you're in a lifestyle, you don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to sneak. You don't have to do none of that. But it has to be a mutual agreement. Like, that's what makes it work. The man need to know she's, you know, we're here to play. And it might be very intimate. But he know at the end of the day, we came together, we leaving together. Like, it's not affecting my marriage. It's actually keeping my marriage together. Because she's getting that side, and she has the other side. Like, it's a lot of these sexist marriages where the man can't perform. He doing his man, his husband, his duties, but not the sexual side of it. So women be stuck in them because they appreciate the man that they with. But they stuck with having these strong desires for sex and not getting it, which leads them to do deceitful things to get it. But if you had to sit down and talk to your spouse and say, hey, I don't want to go out and cheat. I don't want to be deceitful. But here's a way that we can get it done without that. So, man, it got many benefits. And then it got many benefits for both. Both men and women might have strong sexual desires for something else. You know, I mean, I'm a man. I mean, I look at women ass, titties, or, you know, I find them attractive and things in that nature. But some women don't like that. Damn, why are you looking at her? Or why are you doing this? I wouldn't mind if she's looking at a man in that way, you know, watching a movie, you know, like, damn, he's sexy. That's cool. You find him attractive? Good. Because at the end of the day, you're still with me. Like, they got to understand, just because they go to these places doesn't mean that your spouse want to leave them because they're having great sex with somebody else. Nah, they should find it more appealing that your spouse allow you to have these extra curriculum in the sexual department. They still love you. You know, that's how you got to look at it, man. There's many things, man, that the lifestyle can do for a couple. And then there's many things you can do for a single. Some women had a desire to be with more than one man. And this is a place you can get that, but you're safe, uh, respected, without no judgment. You know, ain't nobody calling you no whores. You might hear some whores, freaks, and sluts, and bitches, and dick eaters, and all that, but you're going to hear it in, at the time of play, where don't nobody really judge you here. We just feeding fantasies and, you know, and talking that talk. But after it's all said and done, it's back to uh, addressing you about who you are and, you know, and giving you that respect. You know, every you know a lot of people had that fantasy to be getting fucked and call all kind of dirty sluts and all that. But that doesn't mean that's who they are. But you're going to be that at the time of the moment if that's what you want. And if that's not what you want, that's why I'll go back to consent. Always ask before you do anything. Ask each other what's your likes. You know, 
What's your do's and don'ts? What you like that you feel as though that comes with a certain level where you can't take it no more. So that is, what's your color? Like, let me know if I'm doing too much. You know, give me give me a sign. I mean, when you ask these questions, man, that's actually giving the individual that respect, but at the same time, trying to fill your fantasies. You know, there's many levels into, the, into that, like BDSM, and some couples come because they want some rough play. So you got to find a particular right guy for that. Every guy don't, is not into that. You know, and every couple not into it. So it's different aspects, man, to it all, man. That's why I say you come, you enjoy yourself, you get to meet people, and you get to find what fits you. You know? So it's all, it's something for everybody. But you just got to find what it is. Some people come and don't even know what they like. To be honest, they just know they they got a strong desire for sex, you know, for uh, sex, you know, or just watching and things that nature. You never want to find it out. Find out until you come and try it and realize where you at with it. Some women are unicorns, single women, where they come to a party by themselves and they play with couples or single men or many men. They like to be the center of attraction. They they have fantasies of being gangbang, you know, and that's what they're here for, you know, and it's done at a safe place instead of you going in the street finding it. So there's many, many things, man, you know, you just got a man come in and see what fits you. That's it. I appreciate the breakdown. Once again, you know, this is incredibly um, important information for the listeners, especially, you know, if we're going to break down stigmas and misconceptions and misunderstandings about the lifestyle. So I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to talk a little bit about your experiences. I know that you described, you know, an incredible experience that you had in the lifestyle earlier in the interview where basically a reverse gangbang was being done to you. So I, I want to ask, just in general, over all of the years that you've been in the lifestyle, what has been one of the best sexual experiences mm. that you've had? Mm. Man, that's hard to answer, man. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know what? I actually don't think I can answer that, man. Because, you know, I don't, every time you think you had the best, another one will come. And another one comes. So that's hard to answer, man. You know, uh, maybe I can say, um, let's see. Oh, man. I think Spain is one of my best. Uh, yeah, man, it's, I'm trying to tell you, man, it's always one that come and come and come and come and top the next one or it's similar the same. So. But I had a wonderful time in Spain, man, at a lifestyle club. You know, um, some amazing women. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, see, my mind is shooting all over the place. So I really can't say, man. I think just the lifestyle period is uh, my most... Uh, effectiveness of what we do 
because I'm always having a reoccurrence of something amazing. So I can't really answer that question. You know, because as I get to tell you, ready to tell you one, I'm thinking about another one. So um, just the ability to have the freedom to um, to share with multiple multiple women. Like, that's the most exciting thing of all, where I don't feel trapped to uh, to focus only on one. Let me say that. That's the proper thing to say. Because I find something exciting with every, every, every experience. You know, and uh, that's it, man. I can't really tell you nothing particular as in one, one thing that tops it all. And then this is worldwide. No matter where I go, I have my like-minded folks that I connect with. No matter where I'm at. I make a phone call or I can dig in the, in the network and I'm going to find my like-minded folks. I don't care where I'm at in the world. I never went nowhere and didn't have a chance to play or party. So let me say that also. Now, something that I want to ask you about, because uh, you did reference that sometimes, you know, people in the lifestyle, you know, they have particular things that they want to do, particular itches that they want to scratch. So since you did a really good job of just breaking down the lifestyle in general, I want to ask you this, because this is another aspect of the lifestyle that some people might have preconceived notions or misconceptions about that I would love for you to clear up. Let's talk about cuckolding. Can you explain what that is for the listeners, just in case if they don't know what that is, and how Cuckling? that relates to the lifestyle? Okay, let me explain cuckold. Cuckolding is a couple who enjoys to a uh, similar, but not really to humiliating and things in that nation, notion, uh, whereas the wife would cockhold her husband, where she would have sex with a man in front of him and uh, make him do things in the process of it, uh, like make him lick her up after she's finished, after getting a cream pie, or make, her particip- make him participate in assisting her bull. So... She would say degrading things to him and, you know, or the boy would say degrading things to him and make him do things that a normal play would not occur. Some men, some some husbands were, you know, asked to uh, maybe want to lick the man's balls while he's fucking his wife or lick her pussy or, you know, things of that nature uh dress up as a woman. There's many aspects of cockholding, man. You know, uh, the thing is, every bull is not with it. But to a degree. Some with it to a degree and some with it fully. You know? But that's another thing. You step into another arena where you mix and buy with uh, straight individuals. Some bulls might participate in the cock you know, licking his, 
you know, licking his dick, cleaning his dick off after he got finished fucking his wife, uh, licking his balls while he's fucking, or, you know, different aspects of it. So the guy will have to be bad to participate in some of that. You know, I'm not bad. So I wouldn't participate fully in cockholding. I do cockhold, but I have limits. And you got to ask these questions before you even jump into the arena with a bull. And it's not on the bull to ask the questions. It's on the couple to ask the question, are you okay with such and such and such and such? And how far are you willing to go with it? Because every guy in that bad, man, it's nothing, ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, I don't judge it. You know, I have no problem with it. But I'm one of the ones that's not bad, you know. I encourage everybody to be who they are, you know, but, you know, I have done, you know, come in the husband's face and shit like that and things that make, you know, or come on her ass and make him eat it, you know, make her eat the cream pie. It's different levels, man, you know. So uh, let me say that. Like, you don't just have to let the man, the husband, you know, touch you and none, none of that type of stuff to, to uh, cock hold someone. There's many things, man. Uh, I do encourage it because I want everybody, you know, to fulfill their fantasies. That's what it's about. But please, ask the questions. What are you okay with? Because there have been situations where, you know, things were people the wrong way, man. Like like I said, every bull ain't with, with all that. So make things clear to have a good experience and continue having a good experience. Always ask the question. You know? But that's what it's about. It's about the wife uh, humiliating the husband, man. Uh, some people get a kick out of it. You know, I encourage it, though. You know, but that doesn't take me, take away the respect that I have for, the, for this particular couple that I play with. You know, it's, it's, it's all about play. And after the play, we back to being, you know, people that we are. But always ask the question. Always, it's on a couple to ask the bull what he's comfortable with, because it can go into some bad situations. And every every bull is not bad, man. What is the one thing you wish someone had told you before you started being a part of the lifestyle? Oh back to the beginning when you start to feel like a tool when it's really just all about your dick. And some people, some couples can be a little pushy or not considerate of you. And it'd be all just about your dick. They're not considered where you can't make it today. And they have a little attitude that you can't make it today. And, or it could be, um, Constantly, like, come through the door. They want to fuck off the break. When you one of them people that like to, you know, get the vibe on first. You know, you ain't caring about how I feel about the situation. Um, it's a lot, man. It's like, you got to remember, man, standard, you know, create some boundaries and, uh, and try to find some enjoyment of it. But some guys with that. Some guys with just slinging dick. Me, I've been in, I've been in it for a while, whereas I look for 
I, I, I look for good vibes. I choose who I play with now. I've been doing it for a long time now, like, and I've been in situations where, hey, I am the motherfucking uh, the bull with it, just come in and see you dick. But I try not to. Yeah, I mean, you got to know that uh, you got to be mentally strong, man. Even for the couples, they got to be mentally strong. Like, you got to know the difference, man, and uh, figure out what works for you. Don't let it scare you to the point that you don't want to be in the lifestyle. Or it drains you. So them some of the things that I didn't and don't like, and I think some people need to, uh, you know, take notice and uh, pay attention a little bit more, even for the couples, man, because they can get selfish. They get they can get jealous. You come in the party, you usually play with them, and you go play with somebody f- before them, and they giving you the side eye or. <laughs> You know, they you know, they got their little attitude but not telling you they got it. Like uh, we're not in a monogamous relationship. And it goes that way. Or they think they're gonna have you all to themselves at a party or something like that and you get to feeling feeling like a female. A female will feel that, you know, how men get about them. Like, damn, like your husband right here with you. You know, uh, I didn't know I was obligated strictly to you. So you had those, you know, those aspects, man. You can't not go in a situation with letting them lead the way. Like, just because you're a bull or you got to set your boundaries and set your rules up too. You know, they got to respect you just like you respecting their, you know, you know, respecting their marriage or their relationship. Yeah, I got a young, a few young guys that are that I've been schooling, um, and they realizing all this what I done told you just now, and they like, yeah, man, I had this experience, uh, woo, woo, and you know, and then you got to be really careful, man, because you can fuck a marriage up too, though, as a boy. It ain't about fucking up marriages. I'm about being extension of the husband. You know, I'm there to uh, fulfill the old side of the fantasies that he's not given or not capable of giving or just his fantasy to allow her to have. I'm not there to steal the wife. I'm not there to break up the marriage. Um, I'm there to actually make their marriage stronger. And you got some guys coming in and really like the woman or don't even really like her that strong. We just, that's the way he maneuver and and fuck marriages up and things of that nature. Really don't want the woman for real. Want to continue doing what he's doing. And this woman then lost the marriage because you done fed her so much shit that she's thinking it's all about you and her. So it go both ways, you know. So you got to be careful with that. That's another thing I wanted to talk about, this lifestyle stuff. That's why I'm saying... Both the bull and the couple's got to be mentally strong. Some guys don't know the significance of what they do. You know, you don't have to feed her. I love you, and I want you, and we can do this together and do that together. When you really don't want that, so that goes on a lot. What has been 
a um, how do I want to word? How do I want to word this? What has been an experience that you've had in the lifestyle that necessarily, let's say, wasn't the best experience? And uh, what did you learn in particular about that experience? Oh man! Um, uh, well, I go through what we go through, most boys, is the opposite of what was basically the same thing what I was just saying, whereas in you have a particular couple that you normally play with on a regular, and they might be having trouble in their relationship and uh, or no trouble at all with a woman get attached to you to the point that he's ready to leave her marriage and looking to you be the one she leave the marriage for and this is something that you ain't you know you don't want and it's to a point where she's actually kind of you know being controlling and forceful about it and it rubbed you the wrong way and i've had that numerous times and uh you got to back away from that situation because i don't want to be the reason of the you know the dismantle of your marriage and it's sad because couple of occasions I really liked the woman but even if you left your husband and you claim that it's not about me and think we're going to continue to play I'm not playing with you I'm not we're going to cut that because I would still feel like I was the reason for that and I ain't there for that and those situations were rubbed me wrong and you won't have them situations on the regular. So that's why I always try to have a good relationship with the husband also, not just the the wife. Let's talk about the lifestyle and race in the lifestyle. Have you ever felt as if someone in the lifestyle approached you or wanted to play with you specifically because of your race? (laughs) That's the majority of of what it is. Uh, I mean, you know, these couples had their fantasies, man. Just like the, you know, the bulls might have their fantasies where the couples don't want to play with nobody but a black man. You know, and it's understood. Like, it is what it is. This is a fantasy we live in. So, it's okay. That's why we have the lifestyle. Because these are the places they can come and fulfill their, you know, fulfill their fantasies safely and uh, respectfully because both parties understand it. That's why it's called interracial, you know, play and things that nation, you know. Like, to be honest, I don't even really like to be called a bull because it's kind of degrading. You know, uh, that name comes from a particular, you know, situation. We all know what it is. You know, it's come behind a, you know, racially motive. And, uh, but at the same time, and this lifestyle and what we're doing is uh um how I want to put it it deals with a lot of that and it goes back to you have to be mentally strong and you're going to run into some couples that really don't like black men but just want to be fucked by a black man that's the weird thing right you got to think about that. 
you know, you got to make those decisions if you choose to play with those kind of couples. It's a taboo. It's all about, it's, it's taboo. It's something that they always thought about, but, but never, you know, touched. But this is the place they can touch it and not allow it to affect them any kind of way. Where you can have that, they can come to these particular events and have those fantasies fulfilled without being judged about them. Or without having to be in a in communication with this individual. Where you can come have your fun and just, this is where you leave it at. So let me put it that way. So, I mean, but it's not always like that. You have black couples that are, you know, that, you know, at these events, you know, but the majority, you're going to have a lot of white couples that want to play with black men. It is what it is. I accepted it. I accepted it long ago. Uh, my, my wife is Iranian. She's Persian. So we was a mixed couple in the lifestyle. You know, of course she liked black men. I had no problem with her playing with black men. Sometimes I picked the man for her. You know, uh, it is what it is, man. I mean, I'm there to fulfill fantasies, man. That's it. Let's talk about some of the terminology that's used, because you just referenced the fact that, you know, you use the word bull, but you don't like the word bull because of the racial connotation. There is a lot of language in the lifestyle that some lifestyle members use that is heavily um, racially charged, you know, as you mentioned, Bull, BBC, Queen of Spades, etc., etc. What are your thoughts on how race plays into the lifestyle, in particular, people's usage of race play in the lifestyle? Does any of that make you feel uncomfortable? Do you find it racist? Do you find it... Um, as if lifestyle uh, members are uh, racially fetishizing black bodies and black men in particular? With your last words, that's true. As in, they fantasize black men. I get that. Uh, I accept that. The black man fantasizes about the white wife. Not just being a white woman, it's all about being the white wife to, to most. And that's what it started off with me, that my fantasy was um, having sex with this white, this white wife. Like, of course, that's a thrill. Like, I'm sexing this man's wife right in front of her and giving her all the pleasure that she needs and then some. So that was my fantasy. I'm past the fantasy side of it to the point where this is my lifestyle. And I love my lifestyle. Uh, I don't really give it too much thought on the racist tip. Uh, it's definitely there. Don't get, it, don't, don't get that twisted. And like I said, that's what comes along with socializing before you go jumping into something. You feel me? So in the process of socializing, you know, you kind of learn a little bit about these individuals before you play with them. That's the vibe. 
Like you vibe with people, like, and you might find out in the process, you might walk in the party and like this particular woman, but when you socialize and had a, you know, a great conversation with them or a conversation period, you realize, ah, I really don't like they vibe. But you walk through the door, sexually attracted to her. You don't want to wait till you have sex with these individuals and realize you don't like them. So that's what the purpose of having a, being a, you know, coming into a real swingers part where you uh, have time to communicate and vibe a little before you go play. You know, that helps. And, uh, but racial, racial, uh, how am I put this? Racial motivation is definitely there for sure. There's no if, ands, or doubt about it. It's how much you're willing to accept. You know, and some of them are respectful about it. Like, we know their fantasies, so don't go in and thinking that you don't know what they like and what they want. But just pick the right person that fit, fits your vibe and what you're willing to accept. That's how I look at it. Let's talk about the lifestyle and the adult industry so i mean let's be real there have been performers that have been in the lifestyle ever since the industry has been a thing so that that's never that this isn't anything surprising or it shouldn't be anything surprising for the listeners performers that i've interviewed in the past there have been several that are in the lifestyle most performers if they are in the lifestyle i would say nine out of ten they don't really announce or mention that they're in the lifestyle they're just lifestyle members having a good time they also just happen to be huge named porn stars now because content in the industry is now so easily made by individuals and easily released you know, in particular, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's just OnlyFans, but OnlyFans is the biggest thing out there. I mean, there have been the many vids, the porn hubs, you know, mm-hmm. even before OnlyFans. So mm-hmm. there has always been an avenue and an arena for someone. Way back in Exactly. You know, it's, There's, it's, it's a long uh, line of uh, um, um, ways to release content. Platforms, platforms, platforms yeah, yes. to release content. And so um, where I'm going with the question is, is that now that it's much more readily available, now that people can go viral online with whatever they post, uh, there are a lot more individuals that are lifestyle members that are creating their own content. So I want to pick your brain on your thoughts on performers, content creators, up-and-coming amateur performers that are using the lifestyle as a means to create content. What's your take on that? What's your take on how they're specifically using and representing the lifestyle in their content? Is it accurate? Is it good? Is it just clout chasing? Okay. Good question. Um, it's definitely it the turn. Um, it's not what it used to be, and they taking the fun out of it, and they taking the true meaning of the lifestyle out of out of it. Uh, like 
that's why it's different lanes in the amateur content world now where some of them need to go ahead and cross over because it's, a lot of them don't have, it's not authentic to the lifestyle no more. Some of them started off, you know, in that arena of, you know, that was, you know, that was sticking to the concept. And then now some of them is moving past that where it's actually becoming a little bit of mainstream. Like, uh, you know, like a lot of them becoming delusional with their success with it, you know, uh, you know, all you know. I'm, I'm happy for their success, but when it takes away from the true concept of of, of lifestyle with it, that's the only part that uh that um that uh, that I guess that bothers me. Where you know, um, when it's all about the content, it's not about the you know the connection and 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 and, and the good vibes from this particular you know uh, individual or couple that claims they are lifestylers and swingers and um, it become more focused on the camera where it's all about the camera. It's all about the likes, the views and things of that nature and all that shit. If you look at my content, you ain't going to see much on me on that Twitter. I don't post everything. I'm not chasing, but I play with a lot of them but I don't record. And I ask them, is it okay that they don't record? I'm meeting with you on a true lifestyle tip. It's not always about me wanting to record. You know, I'm, I'm a true lifestyle. You know, um, I look for that, those good connections and in, in, in relations, someone that I can see on the regular, or, or you know, and when I'm in your town, uh, you, can I come through? Can we put something together? Uh, I talk to you on a day-to-day basis uh, where a lot of their content now is really focused on the camera. Like, they leave, they left behind the true meaning of the lifestyle. And uh, they get delusional, man, you know. They forget what it was, you know, you know what it's about and things. Let me tell you something. I got a library, man. Man, my library, my my fucking library with content is crazy. And if anybody that really know me and be, you know, been around me, they'll tell you. They was like, they, they, like, dude, why you don't post this shit? Like, man, this shit is crazy. And a lot of these, you know, individuals that's making these, you know, making this content, that's doing pretty good, you know. I play with them, but we don't record. So when I show my good friends the content and things that nature, they be mad at me. Like, why the fuck are you not posting this? And they, you know, some of the top, you know, amateur creators and things that nature that's out here, I just don't do it. I ain't, that's not me. Man, I like, I like content. I do. To each his own, I do. But it's not me 24-7 on the, on the lifestyle tip. You know, and uh, I lost a lot of good friends behind it because I won't record things of that nature you know i was just talking to my buddy uh on monday i ain't gonna say his name one of the top guys out here he'd be he'd be pissed off at me that i don't post or i don't put none of this stuff up you know but it got to a point where man they are mixing lifestyle with 
mainstream porn. I mean, let me put it just like that. It became mainstream porn. You know, they putting production behind it. They doing all kind of shit. You know, uh, promos for it and things of that nature. It's just straight mainstream porn now. That's what it is, and it's not lifestyle to me. Some might be mad for me saying it like that, but that's just what it is. That's just what it is. I mean, I'm proud for their success. You know, these OnlyFans and Fansly and Minivib and Pornhub and all these other platforms that gave us the opportunity to post our amateur, you know, shit up uh, and actually be able to make a dollar out of it. It was good. You know, it's good. Now, who don't want to make a dollar out of having fun or doing the things we like to do? course but when it becomes saturated with pleasing the camera or being in front of that camera and focusing solely on the content ah, it, you know it, that shit kills my vibe a little bit it do I'm not the only one, trust me, but it kills my vibe, and it makes me not see you as a, as a, as a lifestyle no more. It makes me see you as a porn star, you know? It's, you know, like, when OnlyFans first came around and, and us lifestyles was uh, posting on these sites and things of that nature, we just took it as it was a great platform to reach out to our other like-minded folks and give them some entertainment. You feel me? And that doesn't change. Like it's all about numbers and and making the dollar and 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 getting good camera work and, and, and promo and and all that type of shit. You know it took away from the lifestyle. But it would be nice to get it back. But it would never go back. That's why they got different genres, but you can post it under. Don't use the life, nothing to have to deal with lifestyle words with mixing it with some of this, you know, amateur mainstream stuff. You know, it takes away from it, man. It's not cool. You know, and you got, it opened the door for non-lifestyles to uh, step in and claim that they lifestyles under that brand when they truly not it, you know, you know, I, I don't, I mean, that's why I don't post like that. You know, it's, I mean, just, just say you don't amateur porn. <laughs> that's all you got to do. It's cool. You know, I'm happy they're successful. They, you know, they're making good money and things of that nature, but I'm a true lifestyle. That's just what it is. I have friends that come in town just to, you know, they know all about the content. It's about us, you know, getting together and having a good time and going out and, you know, getting with our other like-minded folks. It is what it is. But, yeah, they, you know, they're killing the lifestyle vibe in the, on the uh, social media side. You have filmed content before. You, it sounds based off of what you've been saying that you are incredibly selective as to who you decide to film content with. So I'm, I'm curious yeah. to ask you how 
or what is maybe is the better way to start the question off. What is the means in which you decide who to work with in regards to shooting content with in regards to being featured well, in their original content? How do you decide who you actually will shoot with? Well, I will, you know, I always look at their content, check them out, uh, see their vibes and see how the couple uh, deal with one another. Um, I might, you know, I like to see, I'm not a texter. If I reach out to someone or someone reach out to me, I'm going to ask them to uh, communicate. Like, and uh, after, you know, see how the vibe go with us talking on the phone. If, you know, if they decide they want to talk on the phone, that's another thing. Like, if they ain't talking on the phone and we ain't, you know, vibing or we ain't getting to know one another, that's definitely a no. Like, I understand some folks don't want to talk on the phone and things of that nature and, and trying to protect themselves, but that don't protect yourself because you don't want to talk on the phone. You know? I mean, I try to read the vibes. If I can't read the vibes, then I ain't doing nothing. Or if I read the vibe that you're all about the content and don't have, the, you know, the decency to have a, you know, a good, uh, uh, you know, not good relations, but, you know, just a good conversation, you know, like, uh, you know, getting to know one another. I don't want to be texting with you and setting up a date and I get there. It's all about the content. We fuck. That's it. And I'm, you know, I'm a lifestyle. Like, you ain't going to make me want to, I'm not going to want to have sex with you. I ain't going to lie. It's about the connection with me. You know, I don't just pop up and show out, show up and show out. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of past that. You know, you got, you know, you got guys that likes to do that, and it's cool. That's that's their thing, man. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't knock it, but it's just not me. And it's not me. Like, and we could record, but if I feel like, you know, I just want this to be an authentic, you know, uh, thing with my like-minded folks, I might say, hey. We ain't got to post this. Like, you can have it for yourself. You know, one thing about these couples, man, they can get plenty of content. Trust me. Like, any, you know, these women can have any man shoot content with, content with. You know, it's not about how much content they can get because they can get plenty of it. And it's not about how much content I can get. I don't really, I don't even really trip off of it. It's not my thing. I don't need the money. I'm good. You know, uh, I go for the, for my lifestyle of who I am. Uh, of course I love sexy women. You know? I don't have to show the world that I'm having sex with these sexy women all the time. You know, it is what it is. I just don't like to feel like I'm here to be your content. You, you feel me? I fully understand you. Yeah, 100%. And I, listen, as I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a host. I host lifestyle parties almost every weekend. So, and I don't have a pussy problem. <laughs> uh, I don't have a, uh, I don't, I'm not a slave to the camera. Uh, 
I ain't saying they are. I'm just saying that's, you know, it, it, you know, it becomes to that point where people just become slaves to the camel. Let me say that. And in the process of becoming slaves to the camel, they become delusional. You know, and they start dealing with the lifestyle aspect of it and its content. And it become all about business and that authenticity of, of, of the lifestyle. And it takes away the enjoyment of what we do. You know? And that's what I be having a problem with. You know, so that's why I walk the way I walk in this. You know, I mean, I, I, I do like a lot of these, you know, these folks, the men and the women, content, you know, uh, I must, you know, I'm happy to see a lot of them doing good uh, with it. Uh, but for me, a lot of it's not for me. Let me put it that way. It's just not, a lot of it is not for me. You know, I like to stick to the lifestyle of it. That's just what it is. You know, I host almost every week or every other week. You know, people come from all over to parties and true lifestylers, some of them content creators, uh, most of them not, you know, and they come have a good time and that's my vibe. That's my vibe. But I do love the platform that OnlyFans and these other uh, platforms then gave us to uh, post some of this stuff and uh, allow us to enjoy it and um, and also allow some folks to make a couple of dollars. You know, allow some folks to make some good dollars. There's a lot of good folks out here that make great content and ain't making a lot the money they should be making. You know, it go it, it, that shit goes all kind of ways, man. You know, I'm you know I'm proud of them, but at the same time, it's not me. As we start wrapping things up, I'm curious to ask, what's next for Tony Bang? What's coming up for you that the listeners might be curious to know? Oh well. Tony Bain might be changing his name soon. That's about it. Uh, that's it, man. I'm getting ready for the summer of 2023. Uh, getting these venues set up for these parties. And, you know, I'm going to be inviting a lot of folks that's in the content world to come out to some of the parties. I'm not talking about a content house. I'm talking about party. Uh, you know, we do uh, the yacht parties all summer in D.C. on the Potomac. Uh, that's coming up. Um, yeah, man, just continue having fucking ball. That's it. I might put up a little bit more content this this summer because uh, I do uh, I do have some good friends I like to see more. Um, that's it, man. That's why it. the name change? And also, why the name Tony Bang? Oh well, a friend of mine gave me that name. Um, she's a great content creator. Um, one of the top girls. I ain't gonna say her name. I don't like to mention names. Uh, but she's out there in New Mexico. You might know. Um, she gave me that name, and uh, I think I'm gonna change it because 
there's a lot of other Tony Bangs that's not me, but people go looking for me, they always run into somebody else. So I guess that's it. And oh, uh, I was locked out of my own fans for for a minute, and I got tired of wrestling with them. So I guess I'm gonna change my name and uh, start a new page. That's about it. A lot of folks call me Mr. President because I'm right here in Washington, so I think I might run with it. Oh, and another thing. Again. It's content world. That's their thing. It's not my thing. I do it. I do it. I don't let it do me. I'm from a different lane. I don't play them games. I don't. Uh, I, I admire everybody that's doing pretty good in it. Uh, what I don't like is the bigger end and the men acting like females and you know, uh, they be advocating against you. They be, they be, uh, they be chasing and things of that nature. I just be like, man, you know, stay out my lane. Keep my name out your mouth. And everything will be good. That's it. How Please can the listeners reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the important links and in relation well, to you? My Twitter open. My DM open. I do check it. Uh, that's probably one of the best places to catch me. Uh, I don't really give out too much of my, uh, my information for people to uh, reach me. But I check their, uh, my DM every day. So they want to reach me. Hit my DM, I'm there. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the listeners that are tuning in? Oh, I'd like to thank them for uh, listening to your show, which is a great show, allowed me to speak my mind. Uh, and I hope a lot of them got something out of the concept of what the lifestyle is really about. And uh, always keep an open mind to all this. And uh, live your life. Be happy. Don't let nobody uh, tell you how to live. So, that's it. My DM's open. You any questions? Uh, I'm here. And thank you again, Poppy. Of course, of course. I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Tony. Let me know what you got going on down there in Florida, man. Any parties, anything. I'll come down, man, and uh, check you guys out. Sounds like a plan. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com.
Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Tony Bang and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.